chapter seven part one of mr waddington of wick by may sinclair this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter seven part one the handbills and posters had been out for the last week their headlines were very delightful to the eye with their enormous capitals staring at you in pyecraft's royal blue print national league of liberty a meeting in aid of the above league will be held in the town hall wick on the hill saturday june twenty first eight p m chairman sir john corbett of underwoods wick on the hill speaker horatio bish waddington esq of the manor house lower wick you are earnestly requested to attend god save the king only one thing threatened mr waddington's intense enjoyment of his meeting his son horace would be there young horace had insisted on coming over from cheltenham college for the night expressly to attend the meeting and though mr waddington had pointed out that the meeting could very well take place without him fanny appeared to be backing young horace up in his impudent opinion that it couldn't this he found excessively annoying for though for worlds he wouldn't have owned it mr waddington was afraid of his son he was never the same man when he was about the presence of young horace tall for sixteen and developing rapidly was fatal to the illusion of his youth and horace had a way of commenting disadvantageously on everything his father said or did he had a perfect genius for humorous depreciation at any rate he and his mother behaved as if they thought it was humorous and many of his remarks seemed to strike other people sir john and lady corbett for example and ralph bevan in the same light over and over again young horace would keep the whole table listening to him with unreasoning and unreasonable delight while his father's efforts to converse received only a polite and perfunctory attention and the prospect of having young horace's humour let loose on his meeting and on his speech at the meeting was distinctly disagreeable fanny oughtn't to have allowed it to happen he oughtn't to have allowed it himself but short of writing to his headmaster to forbid it they couldn't stop young horace coming he had only to get on his motor-bicycle and come barbara came on him in the drawing-room before dinner sitting in an easy chair and giggling over the prospectus he jumped up and stood by the hearth smiling at her i say did my governor really write this himself more or less did you really come over for the meeting rather his smile was wilful and engaging you are enthusiastic about the league enthusiastic well i can't say i know much about it of course i know the sort of putrid tosh he'll sling at them but what i want is to see him doing it he had got it too that passion of interest and amusement hers and ralph's only it wasn't decent of him to show it she mustn't let him see she had it she answered soberly yes he's awfully keen is he i've never seen him really excited worked up except once or twice during the war as he stood there looking down smiling pensively he seemed to brood over it to anticipate the joy of the spectacle he had an impudent happy face turned and coloured like his mother's he had fanny's blue eyes and brown hair all that the waddingtons and postlethwaites had done to him was to raise the bridge of his nose and to thicken his lips slightly without altering their wide vivacious twirl he considered barbara you're going to help him write his book aren't you i hope so said barbara you've got a nerve he pretty well did for ralph bevan 
he's worse than shell-shock when he once gets going i expect i can stand him he can't be worse than the war office oh isn't he you wait at that moment his father came in late and betraying the first symptoms of excitement barbara saw that the boy's eyes took them in as they sat down to dinner mr waddington pretended to ignore horace but horace wouldn't be ignored he drew attention instantly to himself don't you think it's jolly decent of me pater to come over for your meeting i shouldn't have thought said mr waddington that politics were much in your line not worth spoiling a half-holiday for i don't suppose i shall care two fags about your old league what i've come for is to see you pater getting up on your hind legs and giving at them i wouldn't miss that for a million half-holidays well, if that's all you've come for you might have saved yourself the trouble trouble my dear father i'd have taken any trouble you could see he was laughing at him and he was talking at barbara attracting her attention the whole time with every phrase he shot a look at her across the table evidently he was afraid she might think he didn't know how funny his father was and he had to show her it wasn't decent of him barbara didn't approve of young horace yet she couldn't resist him his eyes and mouth were full like ralph's of such intelligent yet irresponsible joy he wanted her to share it he was an egoist like his father but he had something of his mother's charm something of ralph bevan's nothing he was saying nothing would have kept me away you're very good sir horace could appreciate that biting sarcasm not at all i say i wish you'd let me come on the platform what for you don't propose yourself as a speaker do you rather not i simply want to be somewhere where i can see your face and old grangers at the same time and hitchens's when you're going for their socialism you shall certainly not come on the platform and wherever you sit i must request you to behave yourself if you can you may not realize it but this is going to be a serious meeting i know that it's just the the seriousness that gets me he giggled mr waddington shrugged his shoulders of course if you've no sense of responsibility if you choose to go on like an ill-bred schoolboy but don't be surprised if you're reprimanded from the chair what old corbett i should like to see him don't you worry pater i'll behave a jolly sight better than anybody else will you see if i don't how did you suppose he'd behave horatio said fanny when he's come all that way and given up a picnic to hear you pater will be a picnic if you like said horace mr waddington waved him away with a gesture as if he flicked a teasing fly and went out to collect his papers fanny turned to her son horry dear you mustn't rag your father like that you mustn't laugh at him he doesn't like it i can't help it horry said he's so furiously funny he makes me giggle well whatever you do don't giggle at the meeting or you'll give him away i won't mater honour bright i won't i'll hold myself in like like anything only you mustn't mind if i burst end of chapter seven part one recording by expatriate in bangor maine